Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We honor you. We express a heart of gratitude for loving us and calling us your own. Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, and yet our friend. We thank you. Your blood, your blood is what has made all the difference it is by your blood that we have access to our god thank you for your blood thank you holy spirit you teach us about our god you teach us to know our god Thank you that tonight you are here to teach us once again. We honor your presence and we surrender to your ways. As we say, lead us in whichever way you choose. We are totally surrendered. Some of you, I heard the Lord say, Satan has had you, held you bound through the pleasures of sin. But tonight, that appetite is gone. It's gone. You will not enjoy it anymore. Because the Lord has broken his hold over you. The same thing that you love so much, that you will let go of everything to go for it, tonight it's broken you will not like it anymore the next time you try it your reaction will be a surprise to yourself thank you holy spirit thank you we walk free that we may serve our god as a that we may serve our god that he will bless us that his light will shine upon us and men shall come to our light thank you holy spirit we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you. Some of you, a character change has occurred in you. A character change. People would ask, what happened? And you would tell them, it is the Lord that did it. I don't know what happened. Those that have not liked you, they will begin to like you because they shall taste the sweetness. They shall taste the love that will come out of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we thank the Lord for tonight and uh, tonight is just the first night of our two-day convention. And I will start a message and will continue tomorrow. Amen. Are you here with me? It's a teaching convention. It's a teaching convention. But you see, the Lord is not limited by what you are doing and how you are doing it. He's not only the uh, uh, God of the mountains. Even in your ordinary exposition, his power still works. In your shouting, his power works. It doesn't matter how his word is sent. 
as long as it is his word that has been sent forth, it shall never come back to him void. Hallelujah. And therefore, today, may you receive the word of the Lord in your hearts that it may bring forth much fruit to the glory of the Lord. Amen. We prayed on this book, Labor to be Blessed. We prayed on it. And I don't think we exhausted it in any way. Because some of you, we are not sure whether you even got a copy of the book. How many have a copy of the book? Give me a wave. Very few. You should try and get a copy. And this time around, we decided not to make it very cheap. Because we have realized that whether we subsidize it or we don't, some people just don't buy. But from today, you will change in Jesus' name. You will do what will help your life. No matter what Satan deceives you, you will never. So please make sure you get a copy. Make sure you get a copy. And it will bless you. You know, Bishop has written a lot of books. He has written a lot of books. And all the books is a great blessing. But I find that some of the books blesses more than others. You see, some of the books, for you to be blessed, you have to be in grade 11. Do you get it? Before you can be blessed by the book. But some of the books, even grade out, you are blessed by it. This book is one of them. Because we are all laboring. I mean, a few of us are lazy. But majority of us are laboring. Even those who are lazy, they are laboring to be lazy. Because I don't know how you are able to sleep for 12 hours lying in the bed. It, it must be a lot of work to be able to lie in the bed for 12 hours. I mean, you must, it's, it's a, you need a very strong power to contain your body from wanting to move. He said, listen, we are lying in bed for 12 hours. But I know that we are all laboring. And the book addresses the labor that brings a blessing. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to talk to you from chapter 10 of this book. Labor for a revelation. Labor for a revelation. Revelation is knowledge that is revealed to you personally. And a revelation always brings a blessing. You see, many things, there are many things in this life that would give you what you want and what you need. But if you don't know about it, it will be standing right by you and you will, you will, you will, you will cut it down or you will burn it. Yeah. Of late, I'm discovering like ordinary trees and leaves that brings healing to the natural body. But that has been around and nobody minded it. Yeah. I mean, there are many things. There are many things that... You see, you, you, you eat, but you don't eat enough because you don't know what it contributes, how it contributes to your health. But through revelation knowledge, you discover that this thing that I do actually is the reason why I don't get the diseases that others are getting. Hallelujah. There's some of you who don't like salad, the leaves. Yeah, I get. 
You always want meat and pap and potatoes. Avoiding the vegetables. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about labor for a revelation. Labor for a revelation. That is, that is the, the main topic. But as a way of introduction, I want us to look at the scriptures. For us to have a small discussion before we go on. In Proverbs chapter 23 verse 4. What does it say? What? Labor not to be what? Seriously? I mean, is, is it in the Bible? Hey, are you sure? No, I don't have it in my Bible. Labor not to be rich. Why? Why should we not labor to be rich? I mean, when, when, when you, the same writer, has said that money is a defense. I think Ecclesiastes what? It says, uh, money is a defense and wisdom is also a defense, but the excellency of them is wisdom. Please look for that verse for me. Ecclesiastes. Money is a defense. 7.12. Ah. And you, you know that all those two books are written by the same person. You see, it's, it's, it's these two books are a few of the books in the Bible where we don't hear and the Lord said. Those of you who don't like and the Lord said. You see, by asking, how did the Lord say it? And how come if the Lord doesn't say anything to me? Now, these are observations from a man who I would say in simple terms did not really walk with God like his father. Though he had a blessing of his father's relationship with God. The Bible says that at the end of his life, his heart was not right with God. As was his father. You see, he and his father, they both did things that were not right. But his father died having his heart right with God. But he did not have his heart right with God. By the time he was dying, he was worshipping idols. But he made observations in life. And you see, he has the right to make some of the observations he made because of who he is or who he was. You see, if a poor man tells me labor not to be rich, I will say, of course, of course. How would you be able to say labor to be rich when you have not been able to be rich? If a poor man tells me, go not after riches, I will say it's because you don't have it. That's why you are saying. You don't know how to get it. So how would you talk about it? But you see, this man was rich. I said, this man was rich. I mean, richer than anybody that ever existed before him and anybody that ever came after him. Ordinary entities like human beings. He was, he, was, he was rich. He multiplied gold in Jerusalem like stones. Are you with me? And he's saying that 
Wisdom is a defense. And money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. In other words, wisdom gives something more that money doesn't give. Even though both can defend you. Hallelujah. So this is the person who is saying that we should labor not to be rich. This is the same person that said in Proverbs, I think 10, 22, that the blessing of the Lord, is it 22, 10 or 10, 22? Sometimes when you ask your brain, your mind is around for a while, it begins to play games. It, it, it doesn't, it changes the figures here and there, especially in numbers. This is the same person that said we shouldn't labor to be rich. And he's saying to us that the blessing of the Lord it maketh rich. And the beauty of it is that it doesn't add sorrow to the riches. May you be rich without sorrow in Jesus' name. As you labor for that which brings riches without sorrow. Amen. So tonight as we go into the word of God I would want us to take pay particular attention because you see what you don't know is the reason why what is available to you never come many of us it's because of what we don't know that is why we are given the salary we are given it's not like your eight hours is not a proper eight hours. I said, it's not like your eight hours is an inferior eight hours. Let's say your eight hours is actually, when we, we, we check it and remove all the rubbish in it, it's actually three hours. No. Your one hour is equal to the person who is paid hundred times than you. That, that, that one hour is the same thing. The only reason why that person is giving far more than you is because of what you don't know. From today, whatever you need to know, you shall know it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, the Bible is very clear on what we need. You see, if the person says, labor not to be rich. He says, labor not to be rich. The same person says that in all labor, there is profit. It's profit what? I think 20 something. It says, in all labor, in all labor, there is profit. 1423. In all labor, there is profit. But the talks or the talk of the lips tended to penury. In other words, people who don't want to work but just want to give themselves to talking, it leads to poverty. So those of you who always, when you go to work, instead of sitting down to work, you are always talking. you are free and your workload is not heavy take a book and read instead of always talking 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 are you FM which which FM are you you have been told us so that we will tune into you they say you are Tobela FM Huh? Some of you, you just can't stop talking. When your colleague is busy working, serving customers, yeah. then you go and stand there and you are talking and talking loud. 
That is why you are not the manager. And that's why they will keep you at the till. Ah, it's a convention, isn't it? But from today, from today, is the end of unnecessary talking. You see, when he says in all labor there's profit, it means that there are things that you will need to do. It may not look like it's profitable, but it will bring you profit. Amen. Now, so tonight, I'm going to, I may read a few of the things. Chapter 10. Why do you read from a book? Because the book has verses in it. That's why I read from the book. Hallelujah. It says, instead of laboring to be rich, you must labor for a revelation. Instead of striving for wealth, strive for revelation. Why work with all your heart to get money? when you can work with all your heart to receive revelation from God. Revelation is the gift that God gives to his children. A revelation is a word from God. A revelation is a light from heaven. This light will guide you into every place that you need to be. The Holy Spirit would give you ideas, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and counsel. Revelation is what you need to seek for. Labor not to be rich. Labor for revelation of God's word. It is the revelation you have that will make you rich. All through the Bible, you see the effect of revelation. Hallelujah. If thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and would do that which is right in his sight, and would give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have put upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that he led thee. Exodus 15, 26. Isaiah 48, 17 to 19. Have a bishop, if you are just coming to read the book for us, then we could have actually read it at home. You have been reading it at home. You don't understand it. I've come to help you to understand the book. You see, it is this behavior of yours that has been causing you all these problems. But from today, in the name of Jesus, it ceases. You see, it is this, whatever has been deceiving you, not to hear what you need to hear. From today, that deception loses its power over your life. You will pay attention where you need to pay attention. And you'll be interested when a revelation is coming your way. You will never be bored at the wrong time. Hallelujah. Because some of you, as the teacher is in class, you have been listening until he got to the point which is what is going to come in the exams. And then Satan made your mind go to Johnny. Not, not the Johnny here. Not the Johnny here. No, the Johnny out there. The Johnny out there. Or Billy Jean. Or Kobe Jean. 
and the funny thing is that the funny thing is that what you are thinking about him is so unprofitable it's not funny but you see satan is the one who is at work in the name of jesus i curse every work of satan in your life whatever you need to bring your life to that which god has promised you because of your faith in jesus christ receive it now Isaiah 48 verse 17 to 19 he says thus saith the Lord thy redeemer, the holy one of Israel I am the Lord thy God which teacheth thee to profit which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go oh that thou hast hearkened to my commandment then had thy peace been as a river and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea thy seed also had been as the sand and the offspring of thy bowels like the gravel thereof his name should not have been cut off nor destroyed from before from before you see this is a sad story of the mistake of the israelites but it will be minus you. Amen. As the Lord teaches you, you will follow his ways. Amen. Whatever the Lord says to you, whether you understand it or you don't understand it, because of the revelation that it is coming from God, you walk in it in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, the blessing of a revelation from the Lord is that it bypasses the senses. It bypasses the senses. It is the revelation Peter had of Jesus that made him say, when Jesus asked, would you also go? And they said, to whom shall we go? It is not that what you have said, we understand it. And it is not that what you have said, we, we are comfortable with it. But because we know who you are, we go nowhere. You cannot cut me off you. That was Peter's message. You will never, I will never sit still because I, it has been revealed to me who you are to my life. May you never cut off from somebody that is sent by God to be a blessing to your life in Jesus' name. No matter what happens, may you be delivered from that mistake. Yes. The Bible says, and from that time, many of his disciples, they were not his against. I said, they were not his against. John 6, I think 65, there about him. He said, and from that time, many of his disciples followed not him anymore. It, they were not the Pharisees. No, he gave a sermon. I said, he gave a sermon. Yeah. And the difficulty of the sermon, when he said, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. The difficulty of that sermon made those that don't know who is to give up may you never give up Amen. on somebody that you should never give up on. because of the help of they say many therefore of his disciples when they heard they said this is a hard saying who can hear it let's read on Let's read, continue, just keep rolling it. When Jesus knew, he said, remember, he said, does this offend you? What if you just see the man ascend up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited not. The words I speak on, they are spirit and they are life. There are some of you that believe. Jesus knew from the beginning who believed not and who should betray him. 65. And therefore I say unto you, no man can come to me except it were given unto him by the Father. How does the Father make you come to him? How does the Father make you come to the person you come to? Your mind didn't understand what the person was saying. 
And the conclusion of your mind was, this is too hard. We can't, we can't go to this church anymore. Oh, yeah, 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 we can't go to this church anymore. It's always serve the Lord, live for the Lord. No, 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 it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. We can't go to this church anymore. We must always buy books to read. Why? If we wanted to go to school, we'd have registered with UNISA. <laughs> we'd have registered with UNISA. We thought it's just coming to church and being happy in the Lord. But now this small church we've been coming to, now it's been turned on to something else. We have even no private life. Everything they say, you must talk to your shepherd. Either you are a shepherd or you are a sheep. What are you? Are you a sheep shepherd or a shepherd sheep? Small church we go to, then every day after church, they say shepherd's meeting, shepherd's exams, this, this, this. Why, 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 why? Listen, listen. May you receive a revelation from the Lord, which even though your mind doesn't understand what is being done, you will just do it. Because that will be your blessing. Hallelujah. He said, from that time, many of his disciples went back. You see, I want you to circle the word disciple. You see, who goes back is important. I said, who goes back is important. A disciple is a follower. May you never go back where you are not supposed to go back. No matter what is thrown at you, and no matter what Satan sends his agent, some of you, God has brought you to a place for your blessing. But Satan has sent an ordinary member in the church. An ordinary member. Ah! Listen. You should never even allow a pastor to make you leave a church. Never. Never. It is like allowing a maid servant to make you leave your house. Why should a maid servant, a nanny, or a gardener, why should you make a gardener make you live a place where God has planted you. Where you can testify that since you joined this congregation you have been desiring God more than anything. Oh, come on. May Satan never succeed in that attack on your life. In Jesus' name. Yeah. You see, I can say, tell you that I'm by just joining this church I said by just joining this church what was impossible for my life has become possible. Yeah. yeah. There's no way if you know me and you know where I come from and you know the, my, the, my background, my life, there's no reason on earth why I should stop practicing medicine to preach the gospel. No, no. There's no one reason. But you see, what was impossible by joining this church has become possible and today there's nothing you can do that will make me say I'm going to practice medicine instead of preaching the gospel listen even if I have two people to preach the gospel to I will preach to them faithfully till the end I will never I will never I will never unless the Lord himself stays clearly and if he's saying it he must say it clearly otherwise this is one of the places that he's likely to be disobeyed yeah has everything been rosy? no no it doesn't have to be rosy I just need to know why and the place where I have to be and I must be there Some of you, I, I, sometimes I, I can't understand you. 
I can understand you. you. You yourself are testifying that since you started coming to this church, you are reading your Bible. You even have bought this Bible. Once upon a time, the Bible you had was the pocket New Testament. The one, the one, the, the, the one that they put at the hotels. And, and the reason why you have it is that you one, once upon a time were there and mistakenly when you were going home, you packed it into your bag. And after you got born again. And so that was the Bible you found. Today you wake up to do your quiet time. And then, and then something, a place that is making you flourish. Then you allow Satan and his agents to uproot you and go and plant you on a stone. May you know what you need to know. I said, may you receive a revelation from the Lord why you are where you are, why you are on the road you are on, and nothing should be able to move you because of that revelation. He said, the Bible said, from that time, many, not, not too unhappy people, many of the church members went back and walk no more with him. They said, we are going to our John the Baptist. You know, we were with John the Baptist. And then he said, you are, you are, you are from God. And so he encouraged us to join your church. But I think we will stay with our John the Baptist. Yeah, we know he's dead. But at least we will continue his teachings. May you never be deceived out of your place but Jesus said to the twelve are you also going to go and look at what they said this that's we are reading your computer is frozen you see who answered who answered who answered I said who answered Is he not the one that Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you? Is it not him? I said, is he not him? He said, this, this revelation you have as to who I am didn't come from man. This, it came from heaven. Because it's not in the textbooks of men. And no man knows who I am. It is only my father who knows that you know who I am. You have spoken to my father or my father has spoken with you. May God speak a word to you. I said, may God speak a word to you that will cause you to be firm or movable in your walk with him. Hallelujah. I said, there's a revelation when you have, nothing can stop you. The things you are not doing that you should be doing is because you don't have a revelation. But I thank God for revealing to your life that which you need to know to cause you to rise up above your peers. Where there's darkness, you alone shall have light. There shall never be no shedding in your life because of the light of the glorious God that you have in Jesus' name. Amen. So listen, we are preaching. This is just, this is just by the way, I don't know how it came, but you know, since we have the Holy Spirit to lead us, we must allow him to lead us. And he's leading us and can only lead us to good places. Hallelujah. If I didn't say anything, and this is all I said, it's enough. Hallelujah. But we are reading. So you see, we see that the same God that heals them is the same God that also teaches them to profit. I said, it's the same God that also teaches them to profit. And therefore, the counsel that the book is giving you is labor for a revelation. A revelation will give your life all that it needs. I said, a revelation would give your life all 
that it needs. An example is Jacob. By a revelation of what, which sheep or which animals will prosper. Just by a revelation of a dream. He chose the right. You see, they, 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 some of you, if you were asked to determine your pay, you would never have determined your pay enough. Yeah. Because you don't know your value. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most of you, if they were asked, you were asked to determine your pay. You, you, you will say something very small. If Jacob had not had a revelation of how he should opt to be remunerated, how, how can you tie your pay to the birth of the animals? What, are, what about if they don't give birth? He will never have tied his remuneration to that which is yet to be born. He would have done his, maybe he would have done some material science and worked the production and whatever it is. And so I need 10% of all the animals that are born in a year. But you see, by a revelation that was given to him, I said, by a revelation that was given to him, he said, don't pay me. I will just take the animals that are born with this particular design. And the Bible says that after a while, they keep changing. And he also kept changing because of a revelation. After a while, the man felt that my servant is richer than me. And they began to not to be happy. And the Lord told him, it is time to go. You have prospered enough. Just go home. And he decided to go. Hallelujah. May the Lord show you which way to go. That will cause your life to be supplied with all the good things of this life. And that will give you the power to enjoy the good thing. May you never stray into a place where you have something that you can never enjoy. Hallelujah. Great. So listen. We are laboring for a revelation. I said we are laboring for a revelation. The question is what revelations do we need? What revelations do we need? Why, why is this question important? It's important because what you get depends on what you go for or what you are. You see, when Solomon had a dream, a visitation from God, he had an open check and was asked to write what he wanted. Yeah. What would you write? Please help me. Get me that verse. The Lord told Solomon, he visited Solomon when he went to Bethel. Oh, in Gibeon, yeah, in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. Hallelujah. May you receive dreams from heaven that will tell you what to do in a difficult situation. Yes. Satan may confuse you, but the Lord will give you the, the, the Lord will show you just hold on to this wire. It will succeed. He yeah. said, in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, 
ask what I shall give thee. <laughs> what, what would you ask? Eh? Some of you, you ask, Lord, give me this man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't pretend. Don't pretend. Don't, don't spoil the meeting. Don't spoil the meeting. Some of you, what you would ask if the Lord makes a mistake and leaves a blank check for you. Some of you will not even ask, Lord, give me a good man. You say, Lord, give me this one, this one, this one. May you never ask the wrong thing. I said, may you never be found to ask for the wrong thing. May the spirit of the Lord always guide you to ask for what will bring the greatest blessing and profit to your life. Hallelujah. So they asked Solomon, what do you want? And Solomon said, wisdom. Solomon said, wisdom. And God said, wow, I gave you a blank check. And I knew, I, I knew what people ask for. And I expected you to ask for one of those. Since you are a king, I thought and I expected you to ask for the life of your enemies. And for riches. But because you didn't ask for these things, but you asked me for wisdom to be a good leader of my people. What you have asked, I'll give you. But I also brought what I thought you would ask. And I can't go back with it. I said, and I also brought what I thought and what all men will ask. But because you didn't ask me for it, and I've brought it already, I'll give you what you have asked me. But I'll also give you that which you didn't ask. You see, this is the man that is telling us labor not to be rich. May you never choose the wrong thing of your life. Hallelujah. And tonight, I want to show you something that you should desire God for. Based on what the person that he was very close to of all human beings the person that he was very close to that he himself did the burial service you see many people have died but there's only one person buried by God I said there's only one person who the Lord was the undertaker God himself was the undertaker. And at his funeral, nobody showed up. God and his angels were there. And they buried him. Have you seen any human being buried by God himself? No. But this one was buried by God. And I want to show you something that he said which is my desire. I said, which is my desire? I don't want anything. I want that thing. Do you, you want to know? Do you want to know? Exodus 33. Exodus 33. I'm almost done. Tonight is the first night, and I pray that the Lord will help us. Father, thank you. By your spirit, help us to pray to you what we need to pray about. For you have said through your servant Paul that we know not all, 
what we should pray for. But the Spirit Himself maketh intercession. May the Holy Spirit pray for you the right prayers. pray in tongues. You must desire to pray in tongues. Don't say that no. I mean, uh, must all Christians pray? I mean, speak in tongues. If you don't pray in tongues, you are losing out. You are losing out one major component. And that is an intercessor who would ask for what you need. And what needs to be asked at the time you are in. God told Moses, go, you and your people, just go and go, continue. You are too troublesome. I'm tired of having to go with you, verse 2. Please, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching with you. And the Lord said, I'll send an angel. Hey. How many of us will be happy to have an angel go with us? Not demons. Angels. And he says, I will send an angel before thee. And I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perisite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. You have an angelic protection into a land flowing with it, for I will not go up in the midst of thee because you are stubborn. Every trace of stubbornness in your life, in the name of Jesus, I break it right now. You shall be of a humble spirit, you shall receive counsel, you shall receive guidance. You shall receive instructions and you will gladly walk in it no matter what it costs you. You shall never be stubborn again in Jesus' name. <laughs> Please just give me verse 3. He said, For thou art a stiff neck, lest I consume thee in the way. And when the people heard this tidings, they mourned. And no man did put on him ornament. For the Lord has said to us, Say unto the children of Israel, Ye are stiff necked people. I will come up in the midst of thee in a moment and come. Therefore, now put off thy ornament from thee, that I may know what to do unto you. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by the Mount of Horeb. Some of you that everything you say is fashion. You are a Christian and you are putting rings in your nose. And, 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 and putting a tongue, tongue ring. And you are saying it's fashion. Listen, I'm here to announce to you, it's an ID tag for demonic powers. It's an identification tag for demonic powers. It has been presented as fashion to you. As a Christian, you have no contribution and no place in putting on those things. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp. You see, today's Christians, we want to do everything that the world is doing. Including wearing their identification tags. So that when the demons come, they will identify us. Some of you, have you wondered why you are in the church and every evil person that joins the church, they come straight to you. There is something about you. 
that makes them come to you like a sensor or like a a, 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 a magnet or a, a GPS program missile that chases you wherever you are from today whatever has made satanic agents identify you I guess it's working in your life may the Lord cover you with his presence and may the blood separate you and make you special and protect you may you not be a good taste for satanic agents in Jesus name that you may walk uprightly with your God and serve him I mean some of you if it was not for the people that have been coming to you you would have been sin free in court you know in court because some of the sins are many but the sin free I'm talking about is the gross ones that I mean the, the, the ones that have been with you be free from in Jesus name and the Bible says it came to pass Moses went out on the temple that other people rose and stood every man in the tent and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle, verse 9. And Moses entered into the tabernacle, and the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. This is the man that was buried by God. You see, sometimes you don't know what to do. Look at somebody who was successful, look at what they did and fight to be able to do it you will be successful yeah you do well if you see somebody whose life is working in a certain way find out what they do that makes their life work in a certain way and just walk in it your life will go the same way you see they saw that and they entered the tent verse 11 and the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend and he turned again into the camp but his servant Joshua the son of Nun, a young man departed not out of the tabernacle and Moses said unto the Lord see thou said unto me bring up these people and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. And thou hast found grace in my sight. In other words, Moses did not consider the option of the angel. Because the Lord said to him, I'm going to send an angel. But he said, you have not told me who you are going to send to go with me. And he said, I should bring out these people. In other words, the angel thing, it, please don't bring it in. It's, it's a no, it's a no, no. And then you have said that I have found favor in your sight. In other words, you have said that you are happy with me. So if you are happy with me, then I need to tell you something. Are you happy with me? Let me tell you something. No, go, go back. I haven't finished with you. Say, now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee. That I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee and I'll give you rest. And Moses said, thank you for saying that because, because, listen, if your presence doesn't go with us, then we are better off staying where we are. Because we are going to meet enemies. We are going to meet things that we, we may not have the power it takes. There's only one reason why we have to go. There's only one reason. And the only reason is that you you go with us. It is only when you go with us that people will know 
that you like us. He said, for wherein shall it be known that I and thy people have found grace in us? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated I and the people from all the people that are upon the face of them. The presence of God is what you and I need in our life. We, we don't need anything. I said we don't need anything. We just need the presence of God. But unfortunately, unfortunately, that is the least thing we seek. But you see, the one who walked with God, the one who did miracles, the one who talks to God and God talks to him face to face, says that in spite of the fact that I can talk to you face to face, some of you, when you pray, you don't know whether your prayers are being heard or not. You don't even know what you are praying about. But here, you see, listen, here is somebody who, who has no doubt about his prayers with evidence of powerful miracles is saying if you are not going with us if your presence is not going with us all the miracles all those things we don't we, we are it, it's not enough we are not going church you see many of us we give ourselves to things but tonight, the word of the Lord to you is seek the presence of the Lord in your life. I said, seek the presence of the Lord in your life. For if his presence is with you, you will do well. I said, if his presence is with you, you will do well. No foe can defeat you and you shall lack nothing. His presence. You see, just as Solomon asked for wisdom, in Moses, we see what is essential, and that is the presence of the Lord in your life. That is what will set you apart from the rest of the pack. His presence. May we labor for the presence of the Lord. You know, when I read this book, I had all the 13 books. When I took this book, I heard in my spirit, if you can make every person you love, read this and read it and read it until they desire my presence, it will be well with them. Yeah. Steps to God's presence. You say, Abba, Pastor, ah, why every time book? You, I thought you said labor to be blessed now it's God's presence yes yes labor to be blessed you must labor for something I said you must labor for something and I'm asking you to labor for the presence of God to be when his presence is with you you'll be separate where others have failed you will succeed what was said to be impossible to your life will be possible several times his presence with you you will lack nothing yeah. labor for his presence it is laboring for the presence of God that would make you aware the things that are present and operating in your life that must go away for the presence of the Lord to come with you. God refused and was refusing to go with them because of something that was with them. He didn't refuse to go with them at the beginning of a journey. It is their stubbornness, their resistance and unless you know unless it is revealed to you many things satan will bring through seduction and enticement into your life 
that keeps the presence of God away from your life so that he can have peace when he is with you. Whatever has fought you by the presence of the Lord in your life, it will ask to go away. Yes. I said it, it will ask to go away. Wherever Jesus went, I said wherever the presence of Jesus came, demons asked to be excused. Demons will, be, will, will, will run away from your life because you have a revelation of the significance of the presence of God in your life and how and what to do that his presence may be with you. Let's rise to our feet. believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org.